It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Great to be with you on this Thursday. Uh, By the way, uh, and I'm going to tell you this and tell you this and tell you this and hammer it home. Because I know a lot of you want to read what Joe Goodberry writes or what Mo Egger writes or what Jay Morris and the new Bengals beat writer for The Athletic writes. And you can do that right now for 40% off. It's simple. With Locked On Bengals, we got the hookup. Theathletic.com slash Locked On Bengals. That's it. I I literally just typed it in while I was saying it. Theathletic.com slash Locked On Bengals. You get 40% off. Uh, of your subscription to The Athletic. So check that out. Mo Egger on the show tomorrow. Reds for The Athletic. I also work with him at ESPN 1530. But I want to start with this, and then we will dive into a, a voicemail that I want to get to from Daryl. We're also going to hear uh, my conversation with rookie Malik Jefferson. I had someone ask me about Malik Jefferson earlier this week. You ask, I deliver. My one-on-one interview with Malik Jefferson coming up in just a few minutes here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But... I've seen a lot of just back and forth and in, in concern about the offensive line. And naturally, I mean, I, I've done it. We've all done it all offseason. And I, I have a feeling that they're going to try some new and different lineups this, uh, this Sunday. That's what you would do, right? Like, because it's clear. Like, if I'm Frank Pollock, it's clear the right side is struggling. So why not give Christian Westerman a shot at right guard or Alex Redman a chance to start or uh, a Bobby Hart put him as backup left tackle and let Jake Fisher start at right tackle? Like, I have a feeling they're going to switch things up this week, whether it's at guard or tackle, maybe both. I think the Bengals are going to switch things up and try to see if they can get this running game going. Try to see if there's a, a rhythm. Think about it last year. What happened the final two games of the season? Alex Redman, Christian Westerman, they started to get some push. Not a ton, but they were able to run the ball efficiently. They need to build on that, and I think week three of the preseason is the perfect time to do so. Honestly, the perfect time. Now, I think we hype this up this week up a little bit more because we see the starters than a lot of the guys in the locker room. I was talking with Trey Carson today, and Trey was like, yeah, I view every week the same. It doesn't change for me. I'm trying to fight for a roster spot. And I think that's how a lot of these guys are. But this is the week if Joe Mixon's going to flash, if he's going to show something, this is the week we need to see it, right? If Giovanni Bernard's going to be in sync in this offense and they're going to be able to use Mixon and Gio and do it the right way. I went on a radio station in Alabama yesterday, and they asked, how long do you think the starters are going to play? And uh, I thought about it, thought about it again, and I think about a half. I think if things go well, certainly the first half, and that'd be it. I think in a perfect world, that would be all. They would dominate in the run game. They would do well enough up up front offensively. 
to where they could pull Andy, they could pull a lot of their starting offensive linemen, the Cordy Glens of the world. They probably want to keep Billy Price in there a little bit just to get more reps. Maybe not, though. And that would be ideal for Sunday. So to me, the key to Sunday, I don't give a damn about the score. I really don't care outside of staying healthy what the defense does. I need to see movement up front, movement on the offensive line, and movement for these running backs, for Andy Dalton. I've gotten glimpses of Bill Lazor's offense. I've liked what I've seen. I want to see more of that, of course. I want to see more things that I like. But ultimately, that is where we're at. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We do this every single day. Tomorrow, Mo Egger of The Athletic will join us. Today, though, I got this voicemail from Daryl, loyal listener from Atlanta. He has some questions on Dre Kirkpatrick, the offensive line, which I might have already answered, and the quarterback situation. Here's Daryl's voicemail, which you could chime in on the voicemail too. The, the line is simple. It's 513-666-0328. 513-666-0328. That's the Locked on Bengals voicemail. Leave your voicemail there, and uh, we will try to get to it here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Here's what Daryl had to say on the voicemail line. Hey, James. This is uh, Daryl, or you know me through Twitter as D-Pice, D-P-I-C-E. I live in Atlanta. Long-time Bengals fan. Uh, been a season ticket holder. Uh, gave them up about 2014 because of my frustration. Here's what I want to hit you with real quick. One, uh, we talked about the release of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, the safety, uh, I can't think of his name right now. It escapes me. Iloka, I'm sorry. Iloka, but I'm, I'm wondering, you know, they're in a bad contract with Dre Kirkpatrick. And the young guys that they have on the team to play cornerback, I don't think it would be that much of a drop-off. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just have no confidence in Dre. I think the Bengals should get out of that save that money, get out of that contract whatever way they can, trade him, I don't care. And then that right side of the line needs to be addressed. I'm not confident. Everybody's high on Driscoll. I mean, he looked good when Dallas decided to put in twos and threes, but when he was going up against the ones and twos, not impressed. So uh, hit, uh, go ahead and hit those topics for me. I appreciate it. Daryl, I appreciate you. Thanks for calling the voicemail. Again, if you want to chime in, you can at 513-666-0328. That voicemail will be up. That line will be up all season long for you to vent, discuss, react to the Bengals. Let's start with the first things first. And uh, I actually talked about this today on ESPN 1530. It's funny that you mention it. Yeah, Dre Kirkpatrick, after this season, has $11 million coming to him over the next three years through 2021. 2019, 2020, 2021, 11 million coming his way. He's got to have a good year because if, if the precedent is set that they can move on from a guy who was drafted in 2012, which that's when Dre was drafted, same class as Iloka, and they're willing to move on when he has three years left in his deal. Yep, that, that is it. If you got three years left on your deal, that, there's the precedent, right? So they need Dre Kirkpatrick to play well this year to have success, and he needs to play well for his long-term future with the Bengals because otherwise, why not if you're the Bengals? Let's say he struggles. Move on from Dre. Resign Darquez Denard to a contract extension. You have William Jackson. 
and then just invest in the cornerback position. They love drafting, drafting first or second-round corners, especially first-rounders. They have three of them right now in that room, Dre, William Jackson, and Darquez Denard. So they love doing it. So I wouldn't be shocked one bit if that's what they decided to do. One bit. Um, but, but it's one of those things where is this Bengals, new Bengals change that I, I talked about earlier this week on the podcast, is that real? Or is that just that? You know, is that just a, an isolated thing and the outlier? Or are the Bengals really willing to move on from veterans? Because they have it in the past. They certainly have this offseason with LaFell, Adam Jones, and George Iloka. To answer your other questions, the offensive line, I, I kind of think I answered that. I, I'm very concerned about it. I think we're going to see different players in, different combinations. I, it could be Alex Redmond starting. It, it could be Jake Fisher starting. Who knows what it's going to be? But it's going to be something a little different. I have a feeling that that's going to be the case. And then backup quarterback, I'm with you. The backup quarterback situation is bad. I don't trust either one. In a perfect world, I think Driscoll would make the roster and then they would get someone on waivers or trade a late-round pick to get like a, a Robert Griffin III, if, especially if he gets cut. I don't think he will, though. I think there'll be a trade market or someone like that. That being said, if they went and got Teddy, I'd love it. I don't think they will. I don't even think they're entertaining the idea. But Teddy Bridgewater certainly the best quarterback that could potentially be available via trade uh, right now. The other thing would be A.J. McCarron. I don't think they'd go down that road again. What if he doesn't make the Bills? I expect him to make the Bills. What if he doesn't? There's a chance there. I, I, whatever it is, I think there will be a quarterback on this roster at some point this season that isn't Matt Barkley, Jeff Trusco, or, or, or uh, Andy Dalton. I just do. And it might be after week one. It might be final cutdown day right after preseason game number four. But it's going to happen. I truly believe that. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. And up next, you're going to hear from Malik Jefferson, the rookie linebacker out of Texas. I'll chat with him up next. But first, a word from The Athletic. I've been telling you all week about The Athletic. All you got to do to get 40% off your first year subscription, that's only $2.99 a month. Um, it, it's simple. You go to theathletic.com slash locked on Bengals. Now, why would you do this? Well, it's a subscription based publisher with awesome, great, in depth sports coverage, authentic, in depth coverage written by journalists. Uh, our guy, Joe Goodberry, who a lot of you love, we have him on weekly during the season. He writes for The Athletic. If you aren't a subscriber yet, you should check it out. Now, they got great writers. Jay Glazer is now writing for The Athletic. If you're a baseball fan, Ken Rosenthal writing for The Athletic. They have a fantasy football network as well, and it's all in one spot, and you can get it right now for $2.99 a month for your first year. It's simple. Theathletic.com slash locked on Bengals. I'm a subscriber. You should be to educate yourself and do it with The Athletic. Again, theathletic.com slash locked on Bengals. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right, let's get to my interview with Malik Jefferson. I got to be honest, I hadn't talked to Malik at all since he had been drafted and uh, came away very impressed with him. He was willing to to chat with me, smiling ear to ear, clearly excited to be in the NFL. Uh, I talked to him about the business life and, and the nature of the beast, watching veterans like Brandon LaFell and George Iloka get cut. I talked to him about the hardest part about being a rookie and more. Here's my one-on-one conversation with Bengals third-round pick linebacker Malik Jefferson. In the locker room with Malik Jefferson. Malik, uh, this is our first time talking. How's the NFL life? It's fun. It's hard. It's difficult. It goes fast, honestly, but uh, it's one of the things you just got to adapt to. And uh, As a rookie, you got to learn those things. So. Obviously, you tested well. You're fast. You, you know, you're physical and stuff. What, were you surprised at how well you did at all the athletic testing and stuff like that through the combine? I would have done a lot better. Uh, throughout training, I had some difficulties because after the season, well, during the season, I had a turf toe injury, and I was playing through it. I never actually healed and recovered from it. So, um, so you, you would know. have done even better because I, I thought I, you did well anyway. Exactly. I would have done a lot better. <laughs> I, I had basically two weeks to train to get ready um, for the combine. It was very tough. I was battling injuries, especially with the toe, and the toe didn't allow me to do anything. So most times you're riding a bike trying to stay in shape. So when I go work out, I can be able to do a little something. So um, it was kind of crunch time at the very end, trying to get in last-minute sessions and stuff like that. But uh, I think I would have tested a lot better at the combine. But it was it was so far, it's pretty good. And obviously you got drafted in the third round by the Bengals. What has been the biggest challenge in the NFL life, I know you mentioned the speed of the game was tough, but is it digesting the playbook? Is it is it reading offenses? What's that like? The mental side of it? Yeah, I think it has all all of those things going into factor, especially with the offenses. I'm used to more of a spread spread type of style, gun, um, a lot of eleven personnel, twelve personnel. The NFL stuff is a little different. Sometimes you have you know three tight ends in at one time and and one receiver, and it's just crazy because you're not used to that and you're not used to playing against guys who are in the center who are caliber quarterbacks if you read your defense and know exactly what you're doing. So it's a lot different, uh, a lot tougher, but it's definitely something that comes with experience. Obviously you're a rookie, but you've seen a couple veterans. Uh, the Bengals move on from a couple veterans in this camp with Brandon LaFell and then George Iloka earlier this week. Is that kind of give you a, a sense of the business side uh, of how the NFL is? It's very – it's kind of scary. Yeah. You're there one day and you're gone the next, and then you're – possibly on a new team the next next couple of days like George was and you're just like wow like what do you do you know but you got to keep moving forward and um, stay positive in that that whole light and so like a guy like George he's been for 13 years like you want to retire here honestly but you know he probably never thought he'd be getting cut or released at, at one point and uh, it's just the business side of it is you got to be prepared at any moment. And it's, it's definitely hard for family members, you know, mm-hmm. especially you got family that move up here or you have uh, family back at home that, you know, have planned forward to coming to here and stuff like that. But it's, it's difficult. A few more questions from Malik Jefferson in the Bengals locker room. Now that opens up a role for, for Jesse Bates, and now he's going to have to step up, and he's listed yeah. as the number one safety on, on the depth chart and he's going to start at free safety. Does that motivate you and give you an example of you, you got to be ready all the time even though you might not be starting or anything like that yeah my position you have to be ready all times coach told me last year the practice squad guys were playing at the end of the year because everybody was so hurt yeah. you just gotta be self-conscious and aware and be ready anytime you can get called up so um yeah it's pretty it's pretty motivating to to make sure i'm in my stuff because there is gonna be a point in the time where i'm gonna have to be at the end of the field Looking ahead to Sunday, obviously you got the Buffalo Bills. You're going to travel there for your second road game in the NFL. What do you want to see out of your play, and what do you want to see out of the team? I just want to see us sell as a team and 
hopefully whenever I get out there, I can do my job and be better than I was last week. It's all about progression for me and making sure I'm faster, uh, playing at the speed I need to, to be able to go out there and execute my plays at a high rate. How's Texas going to do this year? Uh, Texas would be great, man. I'm telling you, they, they got the quarterback stuff situated and, and just trying to find a rhythm of guys up front. Um, you know, the defense is going to – they're going to be fine. They have a lot of good – the back end is so good. It's just all experience, those guys. Linebackers are experienced, just up front, kind of young. So we'll see what happens with them, especially on the, um, the defensive side and offensive line side. So. Malik, I appreciate the time. Good luck Sunday. Nice to meet you. It's good stuff there. I enjoyed talking with Malik. He's going to be one of one of the guys I, I talk to more. That's what happens. If you talk and you give me more than like a a 10-second answer, I like you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's worth listening to. Sometimes I, I hate it because th- th- there are two interviews I did today. I'm not going to name names. But there are two interviews I did today, and I just scrapped them. They weren't even worth it. And no, I know I said earlier in the podcast I talked with Trey Carson. Talked to him off the record. We were talking about NBA 2K and LeBron going to L.A., stuff like that. But two interviews, names I won't name, that, again, I couldn't use. Could use Malik Jefferson. I thought that was worth it. You can subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcast. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it tomorrow. Don't forget. TheAthletic.com slash Bengals for 40% off until tomorrow. When Mo Egger of The Athletic will join me, I'm James Erpine. Thanks for listening today on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.